Hello and welcome back to your latest parenting podcast from Together for Families. My name is Jamie Reed. Now this week we talk about encouragement and how important it is to your child and their self-esteem. We're also going to be discussing the importance of connecting with nature. And don't forget, if you need help or any advice on any of the issues that we're discussing on here, or if you'd like us to cover any particular subject, please do get in touch. I'll give you the details at the end of this podcast. Now, with the summer holidays in full swing, have you found out that some little arguments are breaking out in your house? Well, you're not alone. We all have them. But in this first part of the podcast this week, Mel explains how important it is to pick your battles. As a parent or carer, you are juggling a lot of different daily tasks around caring for your child. This will include times when you will need to manage some unwanted behaviours. Did you know that you can pick your battles when dealing with behaviour? What do we mean by this? There are some behaviours that can be ignored, and this is where we are picking our battles. Behaviours that we can plan to ignore include whining, answering back, stomping off, arguments between siblings or friends, as long as they're not hurting themselves, others or property, and tantrums. As with anything, there will be benefits and challenges to using the planned ignoring strategy, and this can be difficult for some parents to do. Those benefits of planned ignoring some of these behaviours can reduce the behaviour you want to see less of. They include both parent and child given the opportunity to calm down. Ignoring how one child behaves and praising the child who is doing the behaviour you want to see more of is showing the other child what is expected modelling the behaviour you want to see more of. The challenges include parents and carers may find it a challenge to ignore the ongoing protest from their child and to walk away. A different approach by another parent or carer in the situation who will not use the ignore strategy. This is then giving mixed messages to the child. Parents or carers may worry about what other people may think or say when they are ignoring a behaviour. Parents or carers may be anxious that ignoring the child's behaviour could affect them in a negative way. Did you know it is the behaviour you're ignoring, not the child? When we are dealing with unwanted behaviours, we go into a power struggle with often our child, i.e. one of us wanting to have the last word. Take for example, a parent asks a child to tidy up their activity. The child refuses and continues to play parent asks again for the child to tidy up. The child refuses again, saying, I'm not doing that, I haven't finished. The parent then says, I need you to tidy your toys. When you have tidied your toys, then you can play on your Xbox. The child begins to whinge and shout back at the parent. This cycle will continue with neither parent or child giving up on the last word. By the parent ignoring the protest, this gives them time to calm down. Once the behaviour you want to see more of is shown, by the child starting to tidy away the activity, this is then the chance for the parent to give specific praise to them for the good behaviour shown. Did you know it is okay to walk away from the situation for a couple of minutes to calm yourself down and to help ignore the protest your child is making? If there is another adult that can support you, then give them a pre-planned signal you are struggling to keep your cool. Let this adult support you by taking over the managing the behaviour. Once you feel calm, then this is the time to return to your child. Did you know, by using planned ignoring some of these behaviours, it will teach your child they are not getting the attention for this behaviour. 
When you praise your child, this is teaching them when they will get your attention. This can lead to the good behaviour being displayed more often. It is important that parents or carers are giving children the same rules and consequences and use the same strategies to manage unwanted behaviour. This will mean the child is not confused by what is expected of them and they cannot then play one adult off against the other. The takeaway gems for the session today include to pick your battles. It is the behaviour you are ignoring, not the child. It is okay to walk away and do something to help calm down and praise the behaviour you want to see more of as soon as it is shown. Thanks very much to Mel there. If you want to know more about any of our parenting courses or the support available, please search for Together for Families on social media. Now, next today, Jane is one of our youth workers and she talks about the importance of encouragement. We all feel unmotivated and bad about ourselves when people put us down. It is the same for teenagers. When people notice and encourage us, we feel optimistic and have more energy. Young people need lots of encouragement from their parents and carers. They may not be getting it from anywhere else. Some attempts to encourage can have the opposite effect. For example, over-the-top praise, consoling, doing too much for young people. Comparisons with siblings or always noticing results rather than efforts may make teenagers feel worse. Behaviour that's noticed increases, so what can work best is to pay attention to the good behaviour and not to give attention to bad behaviour. Money and material goods may not be the best rewards for changing behaviour. They tend to only work in the short term. Connecting with a young person by encouraging them, paying them attention, listening to them, remembering to say thank you and giving them time is the best way to change behaviour in the long term. Taking a general interest in our teenagers, their hobbies, choice of music, choice of computer game is really important and allows for quality, positive time together. Receiving positive attention raises self-esteem. Time together. One of the most positive and encouraging things we can do for our young people is spend time together with them. When they are teenagers, it may seem they do not want our company. They would rather be out with friends. But it's crucial as parents and carers we are available. They want us there when they need to talk. Listening. It is crucial to make connections. Listening with interest, listening without interruption. This at times can be a hard skill to learn and practice, but it is important as parents and carers we do this. When did you last notice something positive about your son or daughter? Examples. Your room looks tidy. I like your hair like that. You have a beautiful smile. Thank you for helping me hang the washing out. I really appreciate you doing the dishes. When did you last say something positive to your son and daughter? Examples. You are kind. I love your dress sense. You are so clever on the computer. 
You are a good brother. Thank you for being you. I love you. When we want to motivate our children to behave better and do well, they are more likely to do so if they feel good about themselves. Therefore, we need to give them lots of sincere and genuine encouragement and praise. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, good luck and have fun. Now, if you'd like to know more or if you have any questions on any of the topics covered in today's podcast, please go to supportingcornwall.org.uk or search for Together for Families on cornwall.gov.uk. Now, in Cornwall, we're very lucky to be surrounded by some wide open spaces, some plenty of trees and some glorious beaches. And as we hear from Ela, it's really important to go out and to connect with nature. I'd like to talk about some ideas of how nature can help your child improve their self-esteem and their well-being. Most of us know that we feel better when we're outside or when we go for a walk to the park or the countryside or by the sea. Now, studies have shown that hospital patients with rooms overlooking nature can recover faster. So when people have access to green spaces, they report less anxiety and less stress. Did you know that scientific research has shown that even thinking about nature or just looking at images of the natural world, whether it's a field of flowers, a flowing stream or a woodland scene, can boost people's moods and give them feelings of higher self-esteem? All these feelings of hope and well-being without ever having to leave the house. This shows that even if you do not have a garden or you can't easily access outdoor green spaces, You can still have many of the positive benefits just by creating your own healing and calming green view at home. Now, I have two simple ideas to get you started where you don't need to have a garden. The first is a window box or even just a tray. You don't need any expensive equipment. Any container like a plastic tub or even washed out yogurt pots will work just fine. As long as you can put them in a sunny place. Get the children to help you fill the container with some soil and then it's up to you really which plants you choose to grow. A good idea is to get some brightly coloured flowers or leafy green herbs which can be easily and cheaply bought in any supermarket. Or I was surprised to learn that if you look around your kitchen and see which leftover vegetables you have, instead of throwing them away you may be able to plant them. An easy one to start with is the top of a carrot. All you need to do is just plant the top into some soil, remember to water it and watch it grow. You can try this with the last bit of lettuce and it should regrow again. How about planting some apple pips or some seeds from other fruit and vegetables you already have at home, like tomatoes and peppers? Of course, if you can, buying or sharing packets of seeds is a really cost-effective way of growing lots of different types of plants. Cress seeds will come up within a few days. Herbs are also a great way for children to explore using all of their senses to look at the texture, the smell and the colours. Just doing this can help with their feelings of calm and well-being. Gently rubbing the leaves of herbs like mint, rosemary, basil will release their natural aromas and can help with feelings of calm. Idea number two is how about making a small indoor pond with your children. 
All you need for this is a clear tub or bowl and by adding some pebbles and cones to the bottom, then floating some daisy flowers or leaves in the water, you can build up a natural looking indoor pond. The children can then easily make changes to their pond by adding different flowers and leaves and just have some fun with it. Sharing this experience with your children will also help build their self-esteem and encourage them to use their imagination, make choices and problem solve, which all help increase your children's self-esteem again. Another way to bring the outside into your living room is to listen to the sounds of nature. Listening to recordings of birdsong, sounds from a rainforest or a gentle river, whatever you enjoy, can all soothe feelings of anxiety and help us and our children feel calm and relaxed. If you are able to go out, research has shown that after going for a walk, the positive benefits for children include that they are better able to concentrate, it improves their attention span and even their memory and ability to learn. So, as you can see, there can be an all-round improvement in our well-being from spending time with nature and being outdoors. Let's remember that gardens and outdoor spaces can really boost our physical, social and mental health. So, the three top tips to take from this podcast are Number one, if possible, get outside and get some fresh air regularly. Number two, try to bring the outdoors inside. And number three, a green view can help us all feel calm and relaxed. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify or any of the other major platforms. If you'd like us to cover any topics in particular, please do get in touch and let us know. The email address is tffcommunications at cornwall.gov.uk. That's tffcommunications at cornwall.gov.uk. And you can also find more information on these subjects and more on our websites. That's supportingcornwall.org.uk or on cornwall.gov.uk and search for Together for Families. Until next time, take care and have fun. 